to go inside her darkness, but she always rises, and so will you. Welcome to the Persephone is Rising podcast. I'm your host, Shannon, and I'm super grateful for your presence. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Persephone is Rising. Thank you so much for listening again. Today I want to talk about chronic pain and how it can be affected by using marijuana, pot, weed, ganja, whatever you want to call it, medicine. So I want to give a bit of a background to my relationship with pot before I tell you about how it affects me today. So my first experience was when I was 21, about 21. The first time I ever smoked a joint. I had gone through all of my schooling without ever once trying it. And I was never pressured either because everybody just knew that it wasn't something that I did. (laughs) I never had to explain. I didn't, I don't even remember why I just didn't do it. And uh, I guess I built it up too much because I was expecting something when I had my first experience. I don't know what I was expecting, but um, I didn't get that. (laughs) It wasn't, it didn't have the effect that I was expecting. Um, I didn't really partake in it a lot until my mid-20s. I started living with a roommate and this person did smoke a lot, so it was convenient And, um, this place was also downtown close to partying and I was hiding from everything at that point. So it was perfect. I was able to immerse myself in that, that culture. Um, my maternal grandmother had passed away when I was 21 and it had a really, really big effect on me. Um, I wasn't aware of that effect though, because I was avoiding my emotions. So you can hear my cat meowing in the background. <laughs> Sorry about that. I uh, I had a job in a call center and it really didn't take a genius to do this job. So, you know, I made my money and I partied and I was rarely home. And when I was home, our apartment was usually full of people. And um, it was great for avoiding you know, all the messy emotions and stuff. So I was still the same person. I was just in denial of my darkness for a really long time. (laughs) I was, um, I was smoking pot and I was also drinking alcohol every day. Uh, I didn't have any serious friendships, no major connections or anything, just people that I hung out with and partied with. I just didn't want to face what I was feeling. So, um, I believe that for that reason, my use of marijuana was wrong. I I believe that I abused it because I used it as a way to numb myself, to avoid facing myself. And that's wrong. So I met my husband about a year or so into uh, this experience and we just became friends at first. And then a year after that, we started dating Uh, Everything got really serious fast and I quit everything, drinking, smoking pot, cigarettes, partying, everything cold turkey. And uh, 
our life started. Eventually, uh, a few years later, more than a few years later, after that, I, I started working uh, as a psychiatric orderly. And um, I was under a lot of physical stress as well as the mental stress because you have to be on high alert all the time when you're working around psychiatric patients. You have to be ready for anything. And I was working on a psychogeriatric floor, so I was not only dealing with that aspect of it, but I was also lifting, doing a lot of heavy lifting and moving patients. So it, it took its toll on me. And um, I believe that's when my chronic pain really started to come out because I did have some experience with it earlier on in my early 20s, but it wasn't as uh, hard to deal with as it was now because I was older. I was also very overweight so my body was not super healthy. I mean, I was healthy, but I, I was overweight. So, um, and I, I, I was already, I, I was off twice already at this point for, for my chronic pain. And it was about five weeks the first time, maybe two months the next time. And then this third time was the longest leave. I was off for seven months. And when I say pain, I don't mean that I was just sore, you know, and not feeling well or whatever. The The pain was a hundred times worse than when I had had my gallbladder removed. Um, it was inflamed and the attacks were unbearable, truly unbearable. It felt like I was dying. Um, but this pain, this chronic pain that I was starting to experience more and more, I felt it in my, from my neck my shoulders and arms, down my back, my hips, my legs, and my feet. And it was constant, and it was really intense. It, it made it almost impossible for me to move around because I didn't have a really great range of motion either because of the pain. Even if I wanted to with the pain, I couldn't force myself into certain positions. So I was bedridden for about a month. I, I couldn't roll to the side in bed without horrible pain. And it would take me about five to 10 minutes to get up because I had to move in stages. So I would roll and that would take me a few minutes and it was very painful. And then once I was on my side, I would push myself with my arms up into the sitting position. Once I was in the sitting position, my husband would stand in front of me and put his arms around my waist and I would put my arms around his neck. And he would count. He'd be like, okay, ready? One, two, three. And we'd, he'd help me stand up and I would stand up and I would be screaming. And this is no exaggeration. I had, it, it just, it wasn't even that I was consciously screaming. It just came out because I felt like my body was breaking and I couldn't even think clearly during this pain. It was so horrible. My husband would walk me to the bathroom, slowly lower me onto the toilet, and then he'd have to clean me up afterwards. He'd literally have to wipe me <laughs> and he would shower me too. He would wash my hair. He would clean everything. You know, he would rub like a five, three, five or something on me. And this was horrifying for me because keep in mind, I was an orderly. I took care of people. So once in the shower, this whole idea was just weighing on me and I was shaking from pain. 
and I was crying and he said, why are you crying? And I said, because I'm humiliated. My husband is washing me. My husband is wiping me when I go to the bathroom. I said, I take care of people. People don't take care of me. And he said, I'm your husband. This is my job. And he started being silly and being himself, that man that I fell in love with. And um, he made me laugh, which was a little painful. <laughs> but it was it was a, a happy painful. <laughs> and uh, one day I just, I, I smoked a joint. I don't remember if it was my idea or someone else's, but it changed everything. And I was nervous because I remembered how it went the first time. And I did not want it to be that way. I did not want to be addicted to it. I didn't want to use it to numb anything. I wanted to use it to relieve my my pain because it was so, so horrible. So suffice to say, I was reluctant to go down this road again. But the relief when I smoked that joint was instantaneous and I can't even really articulate what that means unless you felt my pain and um, I don't even know that that you could understand unless you know what chronic pain is but I was able to do everything for myself again which we don't even realize how much that means until we cannot do it and I don't want to tell you that you don't know what it feels like because I don't know what your life is like. I don't know what you experience, the pain that you feel. I don't know. But I honestly know that if you do not know what chronic pain is, then you don't know. That's for sure. Because it's not just the chronic pain. It comes with a whole lot of other things. Um, I have varying levels of fatigue that even if I sleep, 12 hours, I'll wake up still, still tired. I have memory issues on top of the fact that I'm already forgetful. <laughs> I have anxiety and depression. Sometimes I have irritability. I have IBS symptoms. I'm incontinent. Sometimes I have skin rashes and a lot more symptoms that come up. And then you have to consider what the word chronic means. And, uh, pardon the pun, I'm not talking about, <laughs> I'm not talking about pot. I'm talking about living with these symptoms at varying levels, 24 seven, there's no relief. So my normal threshold for pain might be higher than the average person might be. And still I doubted myself. I kept thinking like, you must be addicted. Like that's what's happening. And you're going to go back to the way it was before. And then I experimented. I denied myself. I went longer periods without it. And then I realized that I don't, I don't need it like I did. And I respect it today. I don't use it or abuse it. It heals me. And that also helped me learn to trust myself <laughs> and not, care what other people think of what I do because a lot of people are going to have an opinion like I always say people have opinions there's always an abundance of opinions about how you should be handling things how you should be doing things but nobody else's opinion matters and when I first thought about writing this blog 
post and uh, doing the podcast, I was going to talk about a lot of facts. But you know what? The facts are out there. You want to Google them? Google them. You can look up the series that Vice did. It's a really, really amazing series. And there are so many documentaries just on Netflix. Even if you're watching Canadian Netflix, there are lots of documentaries. The effect that it has on children with seizures seizures is undeniable. There are parents that are literally in tears with gratitude and relief that they don't have to watch their children have a hundred seizures a day. I'm sorry, but if that doesn't convince you, I don't I don't know what can. And if you Google it, I'm sure you can find a list of all the conditions and illnesses and diseases that this plant helps because it's a plant. A sacred medicinal plant that was outlawed about a hundred years ago by ignorant racists. It existed long before us and it will exist long after us. And that's why I think it should be decriminalized, not legalized. No one owns the right to this plant or the rights to regulate it. And I plan to move away from the actual smoking to vaporizing, which is way better. And I also want to use edibles and I want to make my own pain salves with CBD. Because there isn't just one way to benefit from this plant. It's a freaking miracle. So all I ask is that you open your mind and remember that not all laws come from a place of justice and truth. Thank you so much for joining me again. And I hope you come back to listen.